Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you are listening to the podcast Coulda Woulda Shoulda where I focus on not living in regret and forming high functioning habits. I want to inspire you to transform your thoughts for a happier and higher functioning life. We are what we think and we get lost in limiting beliefs. We don't eat well, we don't take charge of our money, manage our commitments and then wonder why we are stressed, overweight, in pain and unhappy with our lives. I haven't met anyone that can't change their mind. That's why I always say, see you on the flip side, as I want to journey with you on coming out the other side. Side of what you might ask? Well, that's up to you. Good morning, world, and welcome to the show. Shelly Shearer here, and I'm so glad you could join me here today. There are times I wonder each week what I'm going to podcast about. Like, what could possibly come up that I would have something to talk about? But I tell you, as long as life is happening... You have always got something to talk about. Uh, Something my coach said to me about a week ago in one of our sessions, problems are simply opportunities to grow as an individual. And I actually remember repeating that to my son this morning because him and I chatted for those of my listeners that know a little bit about my family and my life. My son is in Mexico right now. And they're living, him and his fiance are living there down there for a year. She teaches English. Uh, she's internationally trained. And he is finishing up his education finally. And I guess he figured Mexico was probably the cheapest place to go and live and do that. It certainly beats the heck out of the lower mainland of Vancouver, I have to say. Not that affordable here. But yes, uh, lessons. That is what we are going to, part of what we're going to talk about today. Because let me tell you, this has been another week where Shelley needed to learn the lesson. A lesson yet again. So I'm very glad that I stand in podcast now because standing's about all I can manage. I put my back out on Sunday. Now, I've been struggling with my back since tax season. I just spent too much time sitting, hip flexors get really tight. For those of you that may not realize just from a medical standpoint, your lower back often what causes that is tight hip flexors in the front. So if you are not doing lunges or stretching out that muscle right in the left and right of your groin area, you're going to have a sore lower back. One of the little tricks a doctor taught me years ago was lay flat out in your dining room table and then just hang one leg off the side and the weight of your leg will just pull that muscle. It is a lifesaver, let me tell you. But even with all of my knowledge that I do know and the doctors that I, as my girlfriend calls them, all my voodoo witch doctors that I go to, I really wasn't fully winning. So last Friday, I went into my witch doctors, as I like to call them, and or she likes to call them, and said get it done. Like we need to get a little more aggressive here. So I was fully adjusted by the chiropractor. Then he passes me off to my um, natural path and said, here now glue her back together. And sure enough, he had to do injection therapy, prolo injection therapy into both sides of my lower hips. I'm just not stable. We're not holding. They adjust me and I'm out like a few minutes later. So we need to build up some strength in here. What do I do? Normally that kind of work, I come home, I rest to get on my heating pad and I rest, but I had to be at an event that night. And the next day, my girlfriend and I made plans three months ago. She was in from out of town. I needed to meet that obligation. What that should have meant was now I need to rest for the rest of the weekend. And when I mean rest, I just don't mean take it easy and don't go in the garden. I mean, actually lay on your back and give your body a chance to use the medications and things you did to it on Friday to, to heal. But I didn't. I slept, had a nap, got up and realized I just need to be outside. Yeah, I should have gone and sat out in the sunshine with a book. Instead, I looked at my gardens and all that needed to get done because they are so far behind and said, I'm going to go out there and work in my garden. 
Yeah, so I gardened for about an hour, then got out my uh, hedge trimmer and went to town on my box hedges, turned the wrong way, down I went. So for those of you that have ever torn or sprained or pulled a muscle in your back or anywhere in your body, especially the lower back where you're literally incapacitated, you can't hold your own weight, you're on your hands and knees, the pain is excruciating and until you've experienced it, it's honestly for me childbirth is the only thing I can compare it to in fact when I was on the couch all Saturday uh, Sunday night with my husband having to move me and getting me to the washroom like didn't I could not move under my own my own steam I looked at him and said 38 hours of labor and I don't think it was this bad and he laughed I think your body's meant to uh, not remember labor so that you'll actually have more children but yeah the back it is it is something else when I first met my husband we were dating, he had this problem, and I didn't truly understand it until it happened to me, and it was years later that it happened to me, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is what you deal with? Like, he goes to emergency type idea um, when it would happen at work. He's got two perforated uh, bulging discs in his, in his lower back, and so they go on occasion when he lifts something too heavy, he would set it off, have to go to the hospital, and you're down for days until the everything loosens up, and even now, I'll, I'll be a week or two that I will not be able to get into a garden. What does that mean? Phoning up someone I know to hire to come and get it done. I live on a half acre property. The whole front of my garden with my half, my circular driveway down here, it's nothing super fancy, but it is just huge amounts of gardens. And I don't want my neighbors seeing everything overgrown. And I don't, I don't enjoy looking at that. So we had to make some choices. So as usual, my friends turn to me and say, so what have we learned from this Shelley? Yeah, listen to your body. It is very important that through these experiences, you learn the lesson. I keep thinking I can do more than I can, and I'm, and I'm always going to try. I talk about this so often. Usually when I know something's going to put me behind, I plan it. I know there's going to be a rest day. You know, I didn't have as much control over this weekend, but I did on the Sunday, and I chose to ignore what I needed to do. Well... That left me three days without work this week. It's now Wednesday. I'll be lucky to get a couple hours in because I literally cannot sit at my computer desk. The pain is excruciating. I can get up now at least and I'm under my own steam, but I'm moving very, very carefully. Now it's time to start stretching and gently, you know, move around. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you, the challenges of life. So what do we learn from all of this? What I wanted to talk about today was being intentional. Now, sorry, that's paperwork you hear turning because I just had made a note on this. Being intentional is something my coach and I talked my coach and I talked about about three weeks ago, and it can have a lot of meanings a lot of meanings for for us as people. It can have a lot of meaning uh, types of meanings for you. Intentional in your behavior, intentional in your motions and your actions. I manage my fibro fibromyalgia quite intentionally, like I truly do. When I still am a few things to learn, I do understand that, but I manage it quite intentionally. In other words, what I mean is, to the best of my ability so far in my life, I have learned about my disease. I have learned ways to manage my disease. I have studied and found ways in the past five years of ways to perhaps partially reverse my, my uh, symptoms with the Gwyphenesin protocol. All of these things I do to stay as high-functioning as possible. But every now and then, I still think I can do more than I can. I do not believe in giving up. 
And I do not believe in not having a life. That's why I talk quite openly about the fact that, yep, I know I'm going to be this social or, uh, you know, my Instagram post of me <laughs> leaning over the um, mechanical bull at the at the country bar on my birthday last month. It was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done it. It's interesting once you've had a couple of drinks, in case you aren't aware of some of the other side effects of alcohol, it does numb the nerve endings. Actually, my coach and I were talking about this this morning and it's very true. So you're not feeling quite as much pain. That's why self-medicating can be such a tempting, and I do mean tempting solution, especially when you live in chronic pain. However, alcohol breeds an enormous amount of inflammation in the body. It can inhibit the body's ability to heal. And unfortunately, when you are having it, it numbs certain sensations of nerve endings and you think you can do more than you can. Which is why I know logically before I imbibe in the alcohol that if it's my night, you know, once or twice a year, neighbors have a big party and I know there's going to be fun and some dancing and I know I'm going to have cocktails, I know I'm going to pay for that. And I make that decision intentionally beforehand about how I'm going to recover and, you know, what, how I'm going to behave because when I'm in the moment, you can't make decisions then. It's too late. Once the alcohol's in your system, the bottom line is there's my husband's got this poster in his man cave that says, I'm pretty sure to, uh, oh, tonight's agenda, alcohol and poor choices. I think it goes something along those, those lines. Or here, hold my beer and watch this. That's my favorite one. Here, hold my beer and watch this. It's such a guy thing. But the bottom line is that actually is very, very true. Despite how we laugh at it, your inhibitions are lowered. That's why people are looser about, you know, socializing when they've had a few cocktails. Um, I will do things physically like dancing that I could not do sober because it would be just to be too faint, painful and I'm going to pay for it afterwards. But you know what? I'm not willing to do without some things in my life. I'm just not. So the consequence of the actions must be accepted and dealt with. Didn't quite get there this past weekend. So be intentional. Now, I can carry that on to, you know, outside of my, I've got a bad back now, what was I thinking? But into your life, conformity is the jailer of freedom. Conformity is the jailer of freedom. Adam, my coach, told me this a couple of weeks back. Now, I've always believed that. I have, if any of my friends that have known me my whole life, I've colored outside the lines. What I wish I could have done younger was embrace it and own it better. What I tended to do was knee jerk a lot, act emotionally and color outside the lines and sometimes would get a negative response to, to my actions. Now I'm quite intentional about coloring outside the lines because I believe in it. I don't want to conform to how the world thinks and how the world is don't get me wrong. I live in a first world nation. I live in a democratic free nation. I am so very fortunate for where I live and I don't take it for granted. But this is the world I was in, I, the country I was born into. So I have certain expectations about my freedom. And although I'm grateful for it, I still expect it because it's how I'm raised. If I'd been raised in another country, those expectations would be completely different. So I don't want to always be conforming to just because when you're a kid, your parents tell you to do something and a typical kid, why, 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 why? Everyone's always asking why. Because I said so, <laughs> okay? I found myself doing that once or twice, raising my son and got out of the habit pretty darn fast. There are times he simply needed to listen to me for his own safety and because I did know better. But I didn't want to raise a mindless person that told his children exactly the same thing. So I really did get in the habit of intentionally explaining why. 
maybe not all at this right at this right times when he was younger he just had to learn that I was the boss but as he got older my word is still the law in our house I am still the boss of him but there are reasons I'm making these choices otherwise his knowledge base does not grow everyone oh I guess I should have closed the window on the garbage truck going by sorry about that guys I really wanted him to grow up questioning and I want to make sure that he's doing the same thing with my granddaughter and he does which I'm very grateful for question doesn't mean you have to be a constant rebel and break all the rules but if you're gonna break the rules you don't get to break them before you understand why they're in place that's always been a big thing with me you want to bend the rules or, or break the rules a little bit okay fair enough but you need to understand them first okay you need to be making choices of uh, of what's the word what's how how am I thinking explaining this you need to be able to one suffer the consequences or understand that there might be a pro and a con so you might feel the pro is is more than the con this can be applied to any area of your life by the way um but there's a third point I wanted to make there it'll come back to me in a minute so one of the things that Adam and I were talking about was comparison for the sake of development but not to doubt yourself so when we were having this whole conversation about being intentional and conformity being the jailer of freedom we were talking about growing as an individual you know um and it was interesting sorry just on a bit of a segue my girlfriend Birta visited me this past weekend and we had planned this months ago and I just was so looking forward to just some her and I time and every time we have spent the day together we walk away being more appreciative of our spouses and our lives and each other we're just I'm just so very grateful for that friendship but we also are people that get in each other's faces we just we know that we love each other enough that we've always been able to be that sounding board or that what the freak are you doing <laughs> type friendship because there is nothing that motivates us beyond love and respect for each other so I really encourage you to find that in your life so sitting discussing this about growing as an individual she was making the comment that it's really tough when two spouses are going through growth at the same time because it's, it's always better when one is doing it than the other one the problem that arises with that is often the person that's in the growth spurt looks at the other person and starts to get dissatisfied and starts to think negative things and we talked about you know the wolf inside you and which one you feed you've got to feed the positive because you'll start swirling the drain and how this came up was a completely different call where I was having frustration with my husband and my coach said to me he says you know what Keith is simply in life is simply a reflection of where you were not where you're going so you it's very unfair of me to look at my spouse and say well you're not where I am well no he's not we're not on the same path and he might have not have gone through this growth segment already but I am going through it right now that doesn't mean I get to turn back and say hey judgment no I need to turn back like Beers and I were talking about and be grateful for the support of the person that supports me more than anything on this planet and protects me and when it's his turn I'll be there for him I hope that makes sense to you because it actually was a real epiphany for me just to to make sure that one and it really stems back to all the high functioning habits I'm always talking about it really brings a lot of them into play but feeding the positive showing the gratitude having awareness changing your mind um, these all things come into play constantly and if you can make them a habit then these types of awarenesses and epiphanies and wisdom will come to you more easily all the time okay so one of the things that Adam and I were talking about was comparison and one of the things we tend to do as human beings which is so detrimental is we're always judging ourselves 
Now, for any of you that have read the four agreements, one of them is being um, impeccable with your word. And one of the things that the author goes to in great depth to explain is that our word isn't necessarily about being honest with other people. It's about not turning our word on ourselves. We are raised with a belief system that was put in place for us. We had no choice. It is our job as adults to start questioning whether that is good for us, whether we've been taught a lot of limiting beliefs or whether we think with an open mind. All of these things come into play, okay? So when we are in that space, excuse me, we sometimes will start turning our word on ourselves. Judgments, I'm too fat, I'm not smart enough, uh, I'm this, I'm that. You know, my parents said something mean to me when I was younger. Someone else said this to me. You know what? You don't need to listen to all that. You can hear it. You don't need to listen to it. It doesn't need to become your belief system about yourself. So when the author talks about being impeccable with your word, like I say, he goes into great detail about not hating ourselves with our language. And unfortunately, it is a huge part of the North American culture. Huge. I see it all the time. People without confidence, people that berate themselves or not. If you can't love yourself, how and and who you are as a person, because you are perfect just the way you are. How is someone else supposed to love you properly? You're always going to question someone's love for you or their acceptance of you. Or you're always going to question whether that compliment is real. Because you're always doubting yourself. That needs to stop. Now, that being said, what he wanted to explain to me was comparison for the sake of development is wonderful. You don't want to use that comparison to doubt yourself. You want to use a comparison to help yourself grow. In other words, I'm on a huge path this year to grow into something else, something that I really wanted to do for a long time. Coaching and public speaking. That being said, I went out and hired a coach who gives me feedback. Doesn't always positive because without negative, without the, hey, let's just tweak this one or 2% here. I'm not going to get better at what I'm doing and the money I've spent is completely wasted. That's not how this is supposed to work. But you can't take that on, I don't think, as a person until you've come to the acceptance of whatever you hear, you're not going to, you're not going to vest in it fully and solely, accept it as reality, and turn it back on yourself. We need you, I need you, I want you, is a better ex- expression. I want to be able to, for you and for myself, I want to be able to look at myself and say, okay, you're right. That's, I could use a little tweaking there. For instance, when I first started podcasting, I discovered when I listened to myself, I can't laugh right out loud. Um, sometimes I'll giggle a little bit or I'll, I'll sound humorous, but I have a very jarring cackle. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little much. Think Witch Hazel from the old Bugs Bunny movies. That can sometimes come across in person or on video okay because you see my facial expressions and the context to which I'm operating. But on audio only, it's very jarring. Now, did I look at that as a negative and change how I laugh? No. I'm never going to change how I laugh. This is just who I am. I laugh with my whole body, hence the cackling. Everybody knows it. Everyone's used to it. But I did change a consciousness about the fact that I'm careful 
in modulating a little bit during my podcast because I don't need to blow all your eardrums out while you're listening to me with your earbuds in or in your car, okay? It was just an awareness thing. I found that one on my own. There have been other things that my girlfriends have brought me and now that my coach is sort of bringing to my attention because I'm ready. I'm ready to hear it. I'm on solid ground. I have a really good foundation and I am now working to be at good at this as I am at other things in my life. Things like my accounting and being a mom. I'm pretty darn good at those things. And, but I've had years of practice. I take it for granted, it's very second nature to me. There is more in my life I want like that, that I want to be more second nature. So when I compare myself, it's only because perhaps I have gone out and listened to a book of someone that is doing something I might want to do or, or you know, being skilled at something, and I want to see how they do it. That's positive comparison. Flipping through uh, glamour magazines and coveting the skinnier thigh, the poutier lip, the better hair, for the love of God, burn them. That is so destructive and so counterproductive. I can't even, I could just literally podcast on that forever. I literally have a podcast that I've had archived for two years on body image. And one of these days, I actually do need to get that out because and get it refined. Um, it was a huge pull for me a couple of years back because I was seeing so much of it in my practice, in my uh, foot bath practice, the ionic foot baths that I do in my clinic, in my little treatment room downstairs. Uh, talking to people, you can just sense and hear. If they're not saying it right out loud, you can even just sense it. But lots of times they tell you right out, out loud all the negatives they think about themselves. Awareness is ne isn't necessarily a negativity about yourself. I am sh a little bit short for my body structure. I'm very long in the waist, in other words. When I sit down, I look like a taller person. My legs are little short, stubby things with no ankles. <laughs> my husband jokingly calls them my cankles. It's true, I got cankles. Okay. But I have other things about my body that are wonderful. But I'm perfect just the way I am. And I tell you, I can tell you this to all of you. If you look back on pictures of yourself from 20 years ago, you're probably going to think you look amazing. And if you were a young woman, you're going to be like the rest of us probably and think you were fat. I know I did. Birch and I were looking, talking about this on, on Saturday going, what were we thinking? Because we were raised through the 70s and 80s where everybody was on a diet and fat was not your friend. And we believed all this nonsense. It was lies, actually. Your body needs fat. Skip the refined crap and the sugars and get yourself on some good olive oil and fish oils and coconut oils and um, avocado oils. Your brain needs fat to function. And we have starved ourselves of it for 30 years thanks to bad propaganda and bad information. So you see, there's always something new to be learned. There, it's going to be continuous in your life. So comparison for the sake of development, all good. Comparison so that you can use that internal voice and your impeccable word to hate yourself, not so much. Okay, not so much a positive. We don't want to be using these things to doubt ourselves. Now, there was something I want to talk about that came up just today. And not even talk about, just uh, sort of just mention it but it's, it's left my brain hmm oh I remember what it was something uh, Adam left me with today I'm struggling a little bit with some family stuff again and I dwell on it and I shouldn't it's just let you know these are your past 
is is fine. Knowledge is the precursor to execution. So get the knowledge about yourself and then execute a, a different future. That's what I'm, I've worked very hard on for a long time in my life because there were things in my past that I just didn't want coloring my future. And I, and I don't want it to be my truth anymore. I don't want it to be my story. I don't want to be still stuck as that 10 year old girl that was abused. I do not want to be stuck as that 15 year old with an eating disorder. I do not want to be stuck at 21 pregnant and unmarried. Okay. I was engaged, but I wasn't married all very bad for my family as far as, you know, their pride and what they expected of me. Those were all things that happened to me or I was part of, they're part of my story. They, I've changed. I'm not that person anymore. And you're allowed to change. And if there's someone in your life that won't let you quit listening to them. Okay. Just quit listening to them because I can tell you where comparison is coming into it from their point of view. They want to compare themselves to you and find themselves better than you. That is a huge problem with human nature. So please remember it's their issue. You've chosen to change and are moving forward. Own it and be the person that you want to be. That is why I put that knowledge into execution and move forward. But because I was sort of dwelling and when I'm in pain, it gets a little worse because I start feeling a little sorry for myself. And Sunday, I was just too in pain to deal with anything. But Monday, I'm like, are you kidding me? I had so much to do this week. And also, it wasn't even so that I had so much to do. This actually was a week that I had, I had some blocked off time that I'm now having to use to be sick that was going to something else I wanted to catch up on. So luckily, I didn't have a week that I couldn't recover from. I was just hoping to get some things off my to-do list. Instead, my to-do list is get well. Anyways, moving on. So, but by Monday afternoon, I'm feeling a little sorry for myself. By yesterday, I'm like, yeah, screw this. No, there's no feeling sorry for ourselves here. You knew what you were doing when you went out in the garden. You knew you were sore, that you had had injections into your back. I was kind of hoping the injections would keep me a little stronger. I'm not going to lie. Don't think my doctor's going to agree with me on that one. However, um, I was wrong. <laughs> and now I've had to rest, which I've really needed. I've just been exhausted the last little while. So that being said... Yesterday, all right, big girl panties, pull them up. You got to keep moving forward. Your time here, quit reading junky romance novels and go read a book that's going to help you move forward and, and get on with life. These are all choices. And one thing Adam actually said to me today, he says, well, the good news is you could work from bed. And I'm like, no, I can't. Then I thought, yeah, actually, there are things I can do from lying down. I do have a laptop. I just need to get it up, set it up. And I can't do all my client work through the laptop. Um... It's just not comfortable and I need paperwork and stuff at my desk. But there are a lot of things I can. So time to get on that this afternoon. So that was, you know what? It's like those, you know these things, but sometimes it's just excellent to have someone to bring it to the surface and bring it right back to in front of your face again. So what he had said to me today as with closing comments was, the only time something gets to us are because they are things that we haven't addressed. So... If I'm letting something bother me, whether it's to do with my family or it's to do with your work or it's to do with your personal life, whatever that may be, I can pretty much guarantee you that it's probably something you haven't dealt with it in your own life. Otherwise, you wouldn't let it get to them. What he was preparing me for was down the road when I'm a little more, when I have more presence on the internet there's a good chance I'm going to absorb or attract more negative feedback because there's just haters out there. There's just people out there with a lot of hate 
and a lot of anger and they just want to spew it on you, especially if you're out there trying to make a difference and making a positive change in the world around you. People are going to hate on you. Now, that has not been my experience, but I'm just a little teeny, you know, little player in, in, the, in the little piece of sand in the beach of, of self-development and motivation. But what happens when I'm a little more higher profile? It's going to happen to me. He was warning me about it, and this is why he was saying this. But it really related right now more for me was kind of with some negativity I was going through and where I was letting it lead me. I was the one that hasn't dealt with some of these issues. Therefore, people's comments and what they were doing was affecting me. Wasn't their issues, isn't their problem. It's my stuff. So think about that. Something just to leave you with, uh, besides, you know, the, you know, living with intention and not comparing yourself, lots of little topics, uh, things we touched on today, but the only time someone, something gets to us usually is when things that you have not addressed in your own life that you keep letting yourself trip over. I hope you can ponder that for a little bit and please leave me comments and feedback. If you could if you enjoy listening to my podcast, please leave me a review and subscribe to me on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, or I'm also on Spotify now. Um, I'm on Google Play because that will help other people find me. So if you enjoy listening to me, help other people listen to me. And if you have feedback or questions, leave it and I'll expand upon it next, next time because I actually think this last little one could use a little, a little more thought. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you again for joining me today and remember to focus on not living in regret. I invite you to subscribe to my show so you don't miss a thing. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at either High Functioning Habits or Living Well with Shell. And I invite you to leave a rating on my show about what you like best or message me with something you'd like me to speak on next. Remember, willpower will only get you so far, then you better have a plan.